0: Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Dr. Jeff Crippen. He's on a mission to live life to the fullest and help others do the same. He's a chiropractor, he's a nutritionist, and he's a coach who helps enjoying watching folks unlock their true potential. And gosh, he's got a story. He, at six years old, began suffering from migraines and really went through the medical system and and folks telling him, like, I don't know. We don't know what's wrong. We don't know why you're having these symptoms. And at age 13, he found the powerful combination of chiropractic and individualized nutrition care. And so, Today, we're going to be talking about his approaches to migraines, but not only that, we're going to talk about his new book. We're going to talk about really how he's helping folks in person and online. He's in St. Joe, Texas, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk about how he's he's helping folks with their migraines and, and general health as well online. And his new book, Timeless Youth, that's available everywhere. It's something we'll talk about as well. So, This is a fun podcast because we're talking about health transformation. We're talking about looking at health as a continuum. We're talking about how we want to kind of necessarily think about getting away of that problem-focused, just the migraines, thinking about what else in health in in someone's life could be contributing to those migraines. So let's introduce you to Dr. Jeff Krippen. Hey, health junkies, I have Dr. Jeff Krippen on and we are going to be talking about something I haven't talked about, migraines, but we're also gonna be talking about transformational health and how I really do secretly want all of you to start thinking about health that way versus this problem solving just one thing at a time situation and Dr. Mm. Jeff's all on board in that too. So Dr. Jeff, welcome to the Health Fix podcast.
1: Awesome, thank you. It's wonderful to be here and I appreciate, appreciate the opportunity to be here today
0: hey, no problem. I was reading through your website and I was looking at how you got in to this whole gig of being a chiropractor, yeah. working with nutrition, being a naturopath. And I went, I get it. I get it. Because yeah. all of my folks that have migraines and a history of migraines since, I mean, your case, you're six years old. Holy cow. Definitely struggle. And it's amazing that at 13, you kind of realize like, oh man, there's more to this than, yeah. than the next neurologist and the next pill. Tell us a little bit of how you started to discover natural remedies and and natural therapies and nutrition and all of that to help with your migraines.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And thank you for, uh, thank you for that question. Yeah. It,
0: the,
1: the way I got into natural healthcare was, um, only because I never wanted to get into natural healthcare. Like <laughs> the only reason I, I I found any of it is because I got progressively frustrated and I started getting headaches when I was six years old. And I kind of, you know, I, I did what I do, or really my parents did, you know, what you know, what we knew to do, which is, you know, give some over-the-counter Tylenol or mo- children's Motrin or children's aspirin. And you try a couple of those, that doesn't work, then what do you do? You go see your pediatrician. So I went to the pediatrician and then they give you something a little stronger. And then when that doesn't work, they give you something a little stronger and it's got a prescription by it. And then when that doesn't work, in my case, they said, well, hold up. This is a couple years in now. They said, this is a problem. Right. So progressively worsening headaches that don't respond to painkillers and a young child. I was, you know, six, when it started, this is probably around eight. It's a potential red flag symptom. Like, hey, there could be something bad going on here. Right. So they did a CT scan found something in my brain. They didn't know what it was. So they had me do an MRI and this is, you know, this is 92 or so. So, you know, the quality of, you know, the mm-hmm. CT scans and the MRIs were a little different back then. I have gotten much better. Um, so, but they couldn't see what it was. So then I said to do an MRI and, um, but ended the up finding was something called a congenital arachnoid cyst, but basically mm-hmm. what it means, I had a little growth about the size of a dime and kind of the occipital or the back part of my brain. And, um, and for, you know, for any football fans out there, there's a coach that we we're talking about Midwest connection here before we started. But um, University of Florida and University of Ohio, Ohio State University, uh, Urban Meyer was a football mm-hmm. coach for a while. And he actually retired from coaching twice because of headaches. And he actually has that same congenital arachnoid cyst, wow. um, is what's there. So there's a couple of different ways they can treat it medically, but uh, or try to manage the symptom really. But um, so anyway, it's about one to three percent of the population. But anyway, I have it so. Then they then they talk about doing surgery and I'm like eight years old and thinking, well, that sounds like a great idea. Like I was all forced brain surgery. Like that's how desperate I was. And that's how bad the pain was. I was like, I was in the doctor's office and it was like, well, we don't think you're quite a candidate to do surgery at age nine in your head. And I was disappointed. You know, it's like I just wanted the headaches to go away. Like that's like what my mindset was going in. So. So tried some different drugs, you know, you're just, you're just going, searching through the system. And that's kind of what I was for a while. And unfortunately the headaches were getting worse and getting worse and getting worse. And at its worst, I had a headache for two years, every moment, every day, nonstop for two years. So, you know, you get through that point and I felt like I had seen different doctors and different systems and tried different drugs and tried the new, you know, class of, you know, I think it was tryptin headache medications that came out around that time or early nineties, that was how does a miracle cure and anyway some of the worst headaches i had were taking those so anyway but i tried that and then it didn't work so it's only because of only the only reason i got into this is because none of that other stuff ended up working for me so that was kind of the beginning of it but i did you know there was points along the way that they said you know when they said hey maybe that that cyst in your brain is causing the headaches i did about you know, a dozen MRIs over the next 10 years, making sure it didn't grow. Like they're tracking it, making sure it didn't grow. Uh, and they were still thinking that could be causing the headaches. But what didn't make sense to me is how could that thing that cyst in my head that never grew be causing my headaches when sometimes my headaches were bad and sometimes they were less bad. Sometimes they were on the right side of my head and sometimes they were on my whole head. And sometimes they went around the top, you right. I mean, that, basically the symptoms changed.
0: Yeah. But that
1: cyst never did. That was the, one of the first things I remember even early teens just thinking, how does that make sense? Another thing was, you know, the doctor would you know, prescribe a different medication and often, you know, be a, you know, it'd be a long visit, but you'd see the doctor for whatever, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. And nobody ever told me why I had the headaches, but they were all very, you know, very willing and, you know, did their best probably to give me different drugs and try different things to do. But no one ever could tell me why the pain was there. And that was curious. I, I do remember you know, having a conversation with my mom, like how can they tell me they know the solution without understanding the cause of the problem? Mm-hmm. So it's, you just have little moments of, of that. It wasn't enough to get me to make any big changes or anything like that. It was just like these little things start adding up. And eventually, you know, when you kind of hit that low point, um, I just, you know, I got to the point where I just decided I couldn't go on like I was feeling and I really didn't get too specific on what that meant, but it was just like this idea The pain was just so horrific. I was like, I'm not going to go on living this way. So I'm either going to figure it out, you know, or I didn't really want to even think about what the other, what the other (laughs) part was, but that was kind of the beginning of kind of what, what pushed me to say, there's got to be another option other than a dozen medications. I've already tried orthopedists, you know, neurosurgeons, neurologists, kind of the litany of, you know, dozen plus doctors that I'd seen just trying to find just trying to find some relief for the pain
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and yeah so that was kind of the beginning of that story
0: wow wow you know I mean it's not uncommon what you're talking about I hear it yeah. often often and especially yeah. to the point where it's like folks are like I will literally stick a knife in my own head just mm-hmm. to you know get yeah. rid of the pain I've I've had people tell me all kinds of things that they were thinking about um yeah. And, and, you know, ultimately you came to looking at alternative healthcare, you came to look yeah. at chiropractic, you looked at nutritional therapies. When you first started looking at these things as a teen and going, all right, what could I try? Did you start with dietary stuff? Did you have enough? I mean, cause I'm like, okay, internet is like in its infancy. At this time, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I'm doing the math right here and I'm going, yeah. okay, how, how, did you have somebody, did you get to see a chiropractor? Did your parents take you to a chiropractor? What happened? How did, how did so, you start working on it?
1: So, yeah. So eventually, so I think it, what it started was I've always enjoyed reading. I've always loved to read. So you kind of just read books. And I don't remember what, it's not like you just start reading books. And the, the, the problem with reading, you know, books sometimes is they'll list 15 different things for headaches that all of them are good ideas. But the question is, how do you know which one's right for you? And I remember this because like my parents, you know, like my parents, friends would come over. I was like passed out on the couch in pain almost, you know, most of the time. So like, you know, they kind of like, they knew what was going on. And then you'd have some people that say, Hey, you know, do you know that, you know, coffee could cause your headaches? And I was like nine years old. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't really think that was the reason I don't drink coffee. And then other people would Mm -hmm. say, I heard coffee's good for headaches. It can prevent them. It was like, still nine years old. Right. It's like. Mm -hmm. And then a couple years later, it's like, I heard you could have, yeah, exactly. That's useful. And then you heard somebody say, hey, um, red wine can cause headaches. It was like 12 at the time. And that wasn't the cause. And then if other people say hey, red, red wine could prevent headaches, right? There's some good, you know, they're getting those raritoral whatever they were getting into. But, you know, so you just, it was all this confusion in the space is kind of where I was at. So, you know, I think that was the beginning of just trying to sort through the morass of confusion about, you know, something as simple as what to eat or what is diet or even defining what the heck health is, right? Because my conception of health at the time was, you go to a doctor, he gives you a drug to take away the symptoms, kind of, which is, you know, that was kind of what I understood. But then what happens if you're taking the drug and the symptoms not going away? Mm -hmm. Right. And that kind of opened up some questions. So through that time, I did eventually um, see a chiropractor. So, so then you like, you've got the friends that are just like, you have to go see this person. So I saw a, an acupuncturist and somebody who did Chinese medicine. And um, I don't remember much other than I took some herbs that smelled really bad. And I did. anyway, it, it ended up making it worse. I didn't feel better after that. Then I went to see it. And you got to go see this chiropractor. So you go see a chiropractor. and What I found is I would get some symptomatic relief with chiropractic. So like if I had a headache and it was a you know seven out of 10, it, the pain level would go down to like a four out of 10 after the adjustment. So it would help but I, I still noticed that the headaches were increasing in intensity and severity. So it's still getting worse. So I still, you kept looking for answer. And finally I, uh, you know, after about a year, there's a doctor who does, uh, who does nutrition. He's a chiropractor. He does something called, you know, some energy or some muscle testing. And they said, you got to go see this guy. So I'm in the office and I just remember, you know, trying to be respectful, but I was 13 years old on the table and I was laughing because I mean, it just looked, you know, it looked so bizarre. It was such a different way of thinking about health. I'm used to like the white coat and the guy comes in the tie and the, you know, the medical office buildings or whatever it is and that whole, whole deal. So to, 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 to step out of that system for me was like, was a striking change. And um, it was, I'd say it was difficult because still through that time, I'm still trying different medical doctors. I'm still trying to work in that in the mm-hmm. medical system, kind of looking for answers. So that was kind of that journey and you just, you kind of never wanted to leave that medical system. I kept trying different things because nobody in my family had ever seen a chiropractor before. Nobody in my family had ever gone to a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine or an acupuncturist. No one had ever seen a, a naturopath or someone who focused on holistic nutrition. Like nobody in my, I had an uncle who's a medical doctor, right? And it mm-hmm. was like, that was very much ingrained in and kind of our, you know, kind of our culture, our family. And um, so everything else was kind of Mm -hmm. two steps out, one step back, kind of Mm -hmm. trying trepidation, kind of uncertainty, but it was kind of a, yeah, it was a different, it was a real different way, point of view. And it took years to even try any of it, at least in my experience.
0: Wow. Wow. So now fast forward to now, and you're working with folks, I'm guessing you've seen some folks with some migraines. Over yeah. over time. Are you doing like like what's the first thing you do? I, I'm curious because a lot of folks, when they come to me, I'm looking at nutrition, I'm looking at you know, muscles. I don't do muscle testing. I just am not skilled in it. I yeah you know, but what what's kind of one of the first things you do when you see someone, you're like, all right, they've got migraines. What what do you want to look Good. at? Hormones, yeah, that's a,
1: yeah, no, that's a great, great question. Um, so Um, so thankfully the headaches are, you know, totally gone. They've been gone for, you know, 10, 15 years. And if I get one now, I, I know why (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of thing, but you know, I'm back. So like, um, so I feel good about that. It happens to be, you know, we have a practice where we see all kinds of different things. Um, probably not unlike yourself, but I, you know, headaches are the one symptom I know better than any other Mm -hmm. that'll walk into my office. Um, and so when I, when I, when somebody comes in with headaches, um, there's kind of four main systems that I kind of look at or work through. so um, so one is basically brain. How is the brain working? what is what are the nutrients the brain needs? The second is thyroid, third is heart, and fourth one is adrenals. And what I found is no matter you know there can as in general, you can get a ton of benefit from headaches looking at looking at those four symptoms and trying to prioritizing those and see which one's worse which one's worse, which one's not working, and then what you need to do to optimize it. And then, you know, we also, you know, that can include kind of spine and adjustment. But, you know, most times when someone comes in with a headache, I expect to be able to get it better, you know, quite quickly, um, you know, before they leave the office kind of thing. But that's, those are kind of conceptually the four systems I think about. And we can go into more detail on any of those, but brain, thyroid, heart, and kind of adrenals.
0: Interesting. I I think a lot of yeah. people don't tie all those together, especially the heart. Let's yeah. talk about that side there first and then yeah. go into the thyroid and adrenals.
1: Yeah, well it's it's great that you asked that because that was actually and, and so when I'm talking about heart, I'm talking about the physical physical heart, but I'm also talking about circulation in general. Mm-hmm. Right? There's there's a, the interesting thing about headaches is and well, maybe migraine specifically is what I'm talking about right now. There's a lot of theories about what causes a migraine. But they're really not sure. I mean, generally, they think there's a vascular component to migraines, but the exact mechanisms on how that work are, like, relatively unknown. And how do we know that? Well, because there's still tons of people suffering with migraines and, you know, the medications, you know, aren't, there's no, like, magic medication for migraines. If someone had one, they'd be making, you know, medically (laughs) in that system, they'd be making a ton of money for it. So... Um, so what do I, uh, so what do I think through around circulation? what, what do I notice around circulation? Well, um, in terms of heart, so this, I know this, this one particularly well, cause this is actually the first thing I was on. I was on a whole food, um, supplement to support cardiac function. And that was actually the first thing I ever took to help with headaches. Um, so what's, so nutrient wise, what's really important for heart are certain, you know, B vitamins, um, there's some B vitamins can generally be divided into the the B vitamins that are more stimulatory or vasoconstrictive and B vitamins that are more relaxing vasodilative, the term vasoconstrictive means they make the blood vessel smaller, generally raise your blood pressure a little bit. Vasodilatory means they lower the blood pressure a little bit, a little bit more relaxing. So anyway, both sets of B vitamins, um, some whole food vitamin C can be really important for, for, um, um, For heart function, we can get into any food sources or kind of deep dive a little bit more on any of those if you want. And then obviously you could look at things like omega-3, you could look at vitamin D, and then you can look at some of the minerals um, that are involved in kind of that that circulation of the heart. Um, It's heart and circulation, and then certain herbs, things like ginkgo that can improve circulation of the brain. But what I typically find with kind of a chronic headache or chronic migraine is some degree of stress. Mm-hmm. right and, and even let's take even um even a woman around her cycle mm-hmm. right i mean often you know it's, and then you want to know what part of the cycle is it happening in mm-hmm. right and then obviously so how does that relate to this well the adrenals you know as an example have a huge part in especially the first half of the cycle you know producing the progesterone before um before kind of the uh, corpus luteum or the you know the ovaries kind of take over on that so you can look at you can look at adrenals and stress and, you know, just, you know, going through a cycle can be a stressful event for body, mm-hmm. right. As an, as an example. So anyway, we can go through each of those, um, but looking at what's the stressor on which of those organs and what you can do to correct it is kind of what I, what I think through there.
0: Mm. That's, I mean, that's awesome because I think a lot of people, when they think about migraines, it's literally like. Yes. Circulation to sure. a point, but only to their head, not what's going on with their heart yeah. and, and, yeah. you know, in the whole yeah. body. And then the hormones, like, yes, we think about it because of, especially if you're still cycling, there's so many connections there, but we don't sure. think about it in terms of like, Oh, the adrenal glands and and the thyroid mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the thyroid connection that, that you share with folks.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so what woman who's going cycling may or may not have kids may or may not be working, but which one of them isn't stressed and slightly more stressed <laughs> at that time mm-hmm. of the month, right mm-hmm. from life, but also from the cycle. And obviously the thyroid's um, involved in, in the hormonal cycle, especially kind of in the middle of that cycle as well with um, um, and kind of connects to ovarian function as well. But so with thyroid, so what I'm looking at is so a headache, just quite simply, if you have a plant, on your desk, and all of a sudden, one of the leaves turns brown, it's a sign that something's not right about the plant, mm-hmm. right? And you know, we'd either look for, hey, that plant needs some more sunlight or a little bit more water or some nutrients in the soil, right? But basically, that's what we look at. We take that one symptom of a brown leaf and say, hey, it's a sign that whole plant isn't as healthy as it could be. And what do we need to do to make that plant more whole? Well, we don't look at the brown leaf and say, oh, I think that thing has a disease. We'll call it brown leafitis. <laughs> and we'll, we'll treat it with a small thing, a spray paint. Mm-hmm. Or we'll cut off the leaf, right? You could do all those sorts of things that would get rid of the, the symptom of a brown leaf, but does nothing to correct the whole. So how do we relate this to headaches? So pain in the head is not normal, full stop. It's a sign that something stressed the body. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's really what I want to look for. So specifically what can happen is, you know, in, in all of those systems, adrenals or stress response get under there, but what can happen is something be pushing the gas on the thyroid a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. So what you might do is there's certain minerals that are relaxing or calming to the thyroid, mm-hmm. certain minerals, like you'd find in, you know, alfalfa, but, uh, magnesium, manganese, um, potassium can be kind of relaxing or calming to the thyroid calcium certainly be one of those minerals as well um and then the other thing is an analogy that often makes sense if you drive your car 100 miles an hour nonstop for six hours are you more likely to have some engine trouble yeah what if you drive it that way for six years (laughs) right and they're just more likely to have some things burned out so um that's the way i look at stress with some of those organs it's just what's pushing what's got the gas floored
0: mm-hmm. and just
1: and the idea is if you burn you burn more gas if you drive your car nonstop through the night it's the same thing with the thyroid or the adrenals or with that chronic stress response so what vitamins are you depleting what minerals are you depleting What's the gas of that of that body in that sense and what do you need to do to replace and often it's there's certain alkaline minerals so alkaline or acid kind of going back to Mm -hmm. High school chemistry class there, but kind of calming minerals uh, and just kind of those relaxing, the relaxing part of the B vitamins can Mm -hmm. often go a long way. at just kind of restoring balance Mm -hmm. uh, to both of those systems.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. And, you know, looking at stress obviously as being one of our biggest stressors, you know, yes, external, then there's internal, then there's the things we say internal and, and, and all of that as well. And I think this is a great way to kind of segue into talking about the concept of health transformation versus going into the doc, just being like, doc, I've got a migraine. Now, yeah. you know, you tied in already the thyroid, the heart, you know, the adrenals, et cetera. So let's talk a little bit about your book and let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about health transformation because you're talking about the the five truths of transformational wellness in your book, Timeless Youth Book. Um, no, well, that's the website, Timeless Youth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but tell us a little bit about health transformation. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, so I think I think so when I really thought about like, what did I want to, like, I really thought about like, what did I want to communicate to patients or really I thought, what did I want to communicate to me when I was six years old or really, what did I want to communicate to my parents or what Mm do I want to communicate to your listeners um, Mm -hmm. who have kids that are going through something or, you know, patients who, you know, maybe don't quite feel right, feel a little tired, feel a little stressed out, maybe have an autoimmune, condition you kind of go to your doctor and they're kind of like here's an antidepressant try this drug to calm you know this immunosuppressant drug to calm down the anti, uh, autoimmune disease or i don't know your blood work looks fine everything must be okay and what i wanted to write a book is like for people like that that maybe felt like i did at the time which is just like frustrated feeling like that system's not listening to you so that was kind of and what i realized is the the, the healthcare system has kind of two issues one is it has nothing to do with health right and two is there's often little care in that system now there's a lot of great people in it uh, there's a lot of great technology there's phenomenal diagnostics there's great people in the system but it's a disease treatment system is what it is If we really look at it like you walk in with a headache like i did they're going to give you something to treat the symptom of the pain in the head right some pain relievers not really gonna don't try to look at what the cause is or really dive deeper on that uh, unless under the most extreme circumstances. So that's what that system is. So what I realized is a lot of us are kind of brainwashed to use a better word since we grew up that we see health as not having symptoms. and we have a symptom, we go to the doctor, go to the medical system to squash that symptom. And that can be useful if your goal is to get rid of symptoms. It can be totally useful and totally valid. It's just not health. So the question is what is health and how do you figure out what that is? And that's really what, I mean, it took me years to try to figure that out. Um, and then how to, how to kind of map that progress on the road. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what the intention was of the book is to find that there. So an example I like to give is um, if you're in a dark room and somebody tells you to get rid of the darkness, what do you do? Do you fight the darkness? Do you try to put it in a box and hide it in the corner? Mm-hmm. You know, do you, do you spend all your time trying to get rid of that, that negative, that thing you don't want, the darkness, or do you turn on the light? Right. And I think it's pretty simple. Most people would walk in a dark room and say, Oh, I just turn on the light. Well, I think that's what that's what it is with disease. We can spend all of our time fighting the disease, trying to control the disease, trying to limit the disease, trying to put the disease in a box and forget about it or we can just increase health. And that's what this book is, the principles of how do you help increase health and what are the signs you're moving on that path? So just going back to the headache, you can treat that symptom with a pain-relieving medication. And for most people that works somewhat, you just might be taking them for a while in your life. But if you want to look at actually what creates health, then you have to find out what's, what part of the room's dark, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I was giving the example of the thyroid or the adrenal or the heart or the brain. And where do you need to turn on the light? And can you find the right light to turn on? So that's, that's the way I like to look at health is not, or, or disease is not the presence of something, disease is in the presence of something, but rather the absence of health. So we can treat disease to the extent we're treating it is actually by not treating disease at all, by helping the person get healthier. Because by definition, you can't be healthy and sick at the same time. So if we just help someone get healthier, then by definition, they're becoming less sick.
0: That's a great explanation. And I don't think a lot Mm. of people are talking about it that way because Mm. we've, like you said, we've been brainwashed to think that I have this condition and that's what I want to focus on. And anyone who's done mindset work, you know, the more you focus on the disease or the issue, the more that you're going to have of that. And instead Mm -hmm. thinking about wellness and how to do everything else around the migraine to get you well, perhaps the migraine will just resolve itself.
1: Yeah, because here's, here's the simple thing, super simple, every effect has a cause. It may seem really obvious. If you have a migraine today and you didn't have one yesterday, guess what? There's a cause, there's a reason. Now it can be difficult to find out what it is, but something changed. If someone has normal blood pressure one day, then all of a sudden they develop high blood pressure, a change in that symptom the next day, something changed. And the answer to finding out how to make someone healthier is if you, there's a lot of information in that change point, if you can really dive down and find out what the heck changed for that person. All of a sudden, someone has ulcerative colitis symptoms or, or you know, diarrhea, constipation, change in bowels, inflamed, inflamed, bloating, right? There's a reason for that. And we got to find what it is. Cause if you can, if you can't find that you're treating the symptom. But Mm -hmm. if you can, and you can find out what changed, because again, the rule I use is every effect has a cause. So something changed for sure, whether you know what it is or not, there was a change because blood pressure just doesn't all of a sudden become high. Mm -hmm. We don't all of a sudden just develop bowel disease or autoimmune disease, right? Every effect has a cause. So if you could find that change point and really dig in deep there, there's a lot of of information in there. Um, And then- once you know what it is, and it's a lot easier to kind of get back on the road to health.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. So I'm guessing that you have folks kind of in your office going back in time and they're going, all right, when did this start? Perhaps you're having them journal to try to identify what might be the shift or new introduction or something.
1: Yeah. And yeah, yeah. You want to know. And sometimes it's hard for them to find out. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's the idea of a, it's the idea of a good history. It's like, I'd had a patient, uh, you know, just left the office a couple hours ago, but they came in and um, they were diagnosed with Crohn's disease uh, about 10 months ago, had three different flares up, had a colonoscopy, confirmed inflammation in the gut, and they were put on some antispasmodics. And the doctor's solution was, here's a a drug you can take. You now have an autoimmune disease and you can take it for the rest of your life, okay. Right. In my experience, when someone has some kind of inflammatory bowel condition, whether it's Crohn's or ulcerative colitis or something like that, it's one of three things, right? It's it's, it's either some kind of parasite living in the gut, some kind of fungal issue, or some kind of food intolerance. That's what I typically find because, you know, they did the X-ray or they did the they did the imaging, uh, they did a stool test to you know measure inflammatory markers. So what do we? So they said, well, you have more inflammation than average in your gut. Okay, great why mm-hmm. right and that's the question you have to ask so so in that example so one is I'm looking at timeline I'm looking at when did it start I'm looking at what was going on at that time did they have a trip to Mexico as an example where you mm-hmm. got sick did they have a stomach virus that preceded it and so you start asking you know do they really do they can they spot what's going on and said no you know what actually I and my whole family got sick for about a month about six months before that, and I had the exact same pain in January, right before I got that symptom in July, could that be connected? And I said, well, yeah, probably likely, because in my experience, it's it's one of those three things to look at. So we're working on the dysbiotic gut now. And, uh, and then you look at history of, so then, then it's the, the clinician's questions can help. So then do you have a history of anything that would lead to a lot of antibiotics, mm-hmm. right? Do you have, do you have a mechanism or something, like uh, biologically plausible is kind of what I like to think of it in my mind. But do you have something that could be reasonable in terms of why the person might have developed a fungal infection or gut or dysbiotic gut? Do you like fermented foods? Do you eat them often? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. And you start, you start going through that. I hate it. I never eat them. I hate sauerkraut or whatever. (laughs) Okay, great. You're kind of like asking questions in that history is, or what I think about to constantly confirm what I think is true or to refute what I think is true and kind of take us closer or further away from that. So I think it's one is asking the patient questions and you go as far as you can with that. And sometimes the patients say they know what's going on and it's great and they can tell you right to it. And then, and the other time it's kind of relying on, um, some, uh, some experience and then some in-office testing we do to kind of confirm again, confirm or refute that kind of hypothesis.
0: That makes and- sense.
1: Yeah. And ultimately the way that's confirmed is the patient gets better, yeah. <laughs> right? Cause ultimately I, you could think you're the smartest person in the world. The patient, Oh, doctor, it makes so much sense. None of that matters unless the patient gets better in the way they want to get better. Right. So that's the ultimate, um, measure of, you know, not that I was right or the patient was right, or we found the right thing, but the ultimate measure is does the patient, you know, get what they want in the area and, and that and the body can be a great way to, to tell you, Hey, you're on the right track. Um, <laughs> Patient got what they wanted, or hey, there's more to learn here and you gotta keep keep taking on it.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's impressive. I mean, our bodies do talk to us, they do let us know mm-hmm. what's up for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So I've got a great idea. I think in terms of how you practice, I think folks are like, okay, all right, we got a great understanding here of Dr. Jeff. Now you are in Saint Joe, Texas, correct? If if they yes, want to come down in person and Crip and Wellness. So C-R-I-P-P-E-N wellness.com if they want to come see you or yep. connect with you online. Tell us a little bit about how online works if they are not in the Texas area.
1: Yeah. So just St. Joe is just, it's a town of about thousand people. So we're, we're about thousand about people, but about an hour and a half North of Dallas. So we're a small, small little town. Um, But yeah, we have a we've been able to build kind of a great kind of wellness center here, so super happy to do that. So we work with yeah, you know, we're happy to help anyone we can. Um, you know, if they have some questions, they can reach out to us here at the office. We work with people around the U.S. We work with people in person. Um, we do the same history either way. Um, we also have you know kind of we know some doctors who affiliate around, so if you want help finding someone near you, um, we're happy to help with that as well. But you know how we work with people. Online is similar to how we work, you know, in person, which is starts with, you know, first visits about, you know, we'll spend about an hour with someone and really go through it. And the new patient paperwork is fortunately or unfortunately, 10 pages. I would like to ask a lot of questions, but I feel like you get a lot of information at the beginning and I read every single page and um, we'll go through that information with the patient. And I think you can learn a lot from a really good history by being able to connect the dots or not. Um, and sometimes things make sense. And it's like, this is my experience. And, you know, like I said, heart headaches, one of these four things and you find the one and then, you know, they get better and it's great. And, you know, stomach discomfort or, you know, inflammatory disease of is one of these three things You work through that great. Or there's other, you know, or it's like, Hey, there's something new here. And then you kind of get curious and kind of dig in, but that's kind of, uh, yeah, that's kind of what our approach is, um, kind of looking at that, whether someone's in the office or, um more kind of online or over the over Zoom.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And if folks yeah. want to look at your book, get a sense of those five truths of transformational wellness and holistic healing, it's timelessyouthbook.com, correct?
1: Yep. You can find it there. You can find it on Amazon, uh Timeless Youth Y-O-U-T-H on Amazon. Uh and you're available anywhere, books are sold. So you can get it there as well.
0: Okay. And you're on Instagram as well, is what I hear. Yeah,
1: the word on the street is true. Yeah, you can find me just just my name, Jeff Crippen, J-E-F-F-C-R-I-P-P-E-N. You can find me on Instagram as well.
0: Excellent. So now folks know where to find you. Let's leave them with one pearl they can take away right now, something actionable that they can do just thinking about their total health and, and transforming their health. What was one thing anybody and everybody could do to just get started on that process of transforming their health?
1: I think, I think, Riley, if we took it one thing, I think it would be looking at that mental shift of thinking about that plant and thinking about that brown leaf on that plant and thinking about, you know, giving it some water, giving it some sunlight, giving it some healthy soil versus seeing that as a symptom to be cut off or painted over, right? I think if we can really look at our health that way, so we have a headache, right? Or we have shoulder pain, or we have some digestive discomfort or some bloating in the stomach, right? What One is what do we need to do to cover up the symptom? And that's one way of looking at it. But if you really want to create health, I'd encourage you and the practitioner you're working with to really look at what is the body telling you through that symptom? What, what created that symptom and what do you need to look through? And how do you do that? You know, take some take some work it's certainly the path of least resistance is not to eat well right the <laughs> path of least resistance is just to take a drug and do that but i think the value of working through kind of a holistic understanding of health is a huge huge piece right there and just going back to that idea of, you know health is the health is the presence of something and disease is the absence of health so we can we, we no matter what we're doing what are some of those? principles, what are some of those practices that take us closer to health? And the more you can apply that more work towards and have a clear vision of what you do want, the better you'll have a clear vision of where you want to go. So there's whole bunches of ways and tips and tricks Mm -hmm. to apply that. And we could, I mean, we could jump into that for a whole bunch of diseases. and I'd be happy to, to go through that for where someone is, but um, I know it's, it's not the easiest thing to look in terms of like a single one takeaway Mm -hmm. piece, but yeah. I think it's actually the most powerful. I heard a quote once that like if you learn the methods, you'll be forever tied to those methods. But if you learn the reason why the method was created that way, you'll be free to innovate and create and understand that. Like if you if you only know the, the tips and tricks, right, you're always dependent on somebody else telling you another tip and trick. But if you can understand the principles that underlie that method, I think it sets you up for really I mean, I think that sets you up for transformational wellness, which is the reason I wrote wrote that book. Like I said, it's for the little six year old me and the mom in the office, or you know, the patient who's been to three different doctors and they feel like, why isn't anybody listening to me, <laughs> <laughs> or why can't anyone just understand me? And I think it's if we look at if we look at it from a perspective of what is health instead of what is covering up the disease. I think that is transformational in and of itself.
0: Excellent. Well said, well said. And especially the part about why isn't anyone listening to me or, or really taking the <laughs> time to understand me. Yeah. I think I think that's a, incredibly important and yeah. something that, you know, I think folks can go to your book, the, the Timeless Youth book and, and get the rest of the steps so that they can understand the why behind all of these things and yeah. move themselves forward. So Dr. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on today. Sincerely appreciate it and great work out there. We need more folks like you.
1: Awesome. I feel the same way. Thanks for thanks for fighting the good fight out there <laughs> and uh appreciate the opportunity to to connect.
0: My pleasure. Hey health junkies, are you feeling just off? Feeling like you're aging a little bit faster than you want to and wondering what in the world is up? Hey I might have some answers for you and some direction. If you want to chat with me, I am offering complimentary calls right now. You can head over to Dr. spelled out J-K-R-A-U-S-E-N-D dot com. Take my quiz, click on the schedule of chat and let's talk and see if we can get you in the right direction. And if I'm able to help you, I'm going to let you know. Otherwise, I'm going to help you find what you're looking for. Hey health junkies, are you feeling just off, feeling like you're aging a little bit faster than you want to and wondering what in the world is up? Hey. I might have some answers for you and some direction. If you want to chat with me, I am offering complimentary calls right now. You can head over to dr. spelled out dot com. Take my quiz, click on the schedule of chat and let's talk and see if we can get you in the right direction. And if I'm able to help you, I'm going to let you know. Otherwise, I'm going to help you find what you're looking for.